Hey, Rock Church, I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, we're in the sixth month. We're going to remain in our Power of Pentecost series. On this month, we're going to continue to go through the book of Acts, looking at how the power of Pentecost creates this move of God, a powerful move of God. I really want you to take some time this month and really, really engage where I really believe God is taking us. Uh, we had an awesome worship moment on uh, the 16th of last month. I believe that God is going to continue to move through worship, move through signs, wonders, and miracles. But as you and I prepare for this series, The Power of Pentecost, we're going to continue it this month. We're going to begin to talk about on today the power of how healing, miracles, signs, and wonders take place. I want to just talk about the subject matter, You Amaze Me. Enjoy worship right now, and I'll be back to see you real soon. Peace. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I want you to go right to the book, right to the book of Acts, chapter number three, chapter number three, as we continue in this powerful series, The Power of Pentecost. I want to talk about the power of healing. I want to talk about how the power of healing brought so much amazement and wonder to those that were looking at how this miracle took place. I just want to talk about today, you amaze me, you amaze me. Uh, now Peter and John were going to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer, verse number two, and a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along whom they used to set down every day at the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple every day at the gate of the temple, which is called the gate called Beautiful. We can see that the lame man is being carried and dropped off. You amaze me. When we look at the focus at intentional ministry of the apostles, we can see that their course and path reflects that of Jesus' ministry, signs, wonders, and miracles. We can see this through uh, this third chapter here, verses 1 through 10, uh, as a reflective posture that embraces the boldness and humility that Jesus reflects. It's now being reflected through the life and ministry of the apostles. Peter and John uh, are the two that are going to be talked about here. Uh, but Peter and John, when we look at this text here, several things could have taken place. There was a man, a lame man, uh, who was lame from birth, from his mother's womb. Uh, every day someone carried him along and they set him at this gate called Beautiful at the temple. And he would sit there and he would beg alms every day. When we look at the life of the apostles, uh, several things could have happened, could have taken place. Um, the apostles could have given this man what he wanted. They could have ignored him. They could have walked right past as if he wasn't there. Or they simply could have just looked around and just prayed for him and went on their way to the temple. But we can see here several things take place in the power of healing 
in the life of this text or this narrative that is going on uh, in this move of God. Um, knowing their assignment and having been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, their eyes were open to the needs of the people that they were serving. I want to parenthetically pause here and just simply really just reiterate what we talked about uh, at the beginning of May. Uh, the power of Pentecost is much bigger than just a denomination. It's much bigger than just the oneness teaching. It's it's bigger than just the one day that we celebrate every year, uh, 50 days after Easter. Um, I am so convicted by this move of God that I really believe that the power of Pentecost should be something that we live out every single day, where people are being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, where signs, wonders, and miracles are taking place every time we gather, every time you and I go out, um, we should experience the power of Pentecost. We should experience this move of God. And so when we think about this, I really want you to understand that, that, that the power of Pentecost should be something that is experienced on a daily basis. Uh, when we look at this scripture here, and as I begin to read through Acts, and I just begin to settle in uh, the first six to seven chapters here, miracle after miracle, signs, wonders, and souls were constantly being saved. Uh, communities were coming together. People were gathering together. When we look at this and we, and we begin to just go back to that first sermon, how we talked about they were all on one accord. They all came together. They all found things in common. What did they find in common? They were all filled at the same time. When we look at uh, chapter number three, we can begin to see the effects of how the power of the Holy Ghost is moving and operating in the life of Peter and John, the apostles. Uh, I, I believe that all of the apostles um, had this ministry upon them, but we can see here in this specific text here, chapter number three, uh, it talks about Peter and John. It, it really focuses on how they were so in tune with what the Holy Ghost wanted to occur in the lives of those that they were touching. I want to talk about that today, the power of healing, how the power of healing takes place. The power of healing takes place in a relevant, created space and time that engages, empowers, and encompasses. I want to talk about those three areas today as it pertains to how the ministry of Peter and John changes the direction. It changes the course of how this move of God is being perceived. We can see in chapter number three, in chapter number two, they were confused about this move of God. 3,000, about 3,000 were saved on that day community comes together. We can see here in chapter number three that they're no longer confused, but they now become amazed. Come on now. I, I want us to really look at this. Every time we gather, there should be a movement of God that amazes those who are not familiar with the power of God. I want to talk about these three areas today. 
The power of healing takes place in a relevant, created space and time that engages, empowers, and encompasses. Number one, that, 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 first, that first moment we can see right there in verses 3 and 5 where it says, When Peter, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. I, I want to go back to verse 2 so that you can really catch this. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. Here is the engagement. Here is the created relevant space where healing begins to take place. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. I want to pause right there and really talk to you about this engagement. The Holy Ghost, the power, and the ministry of the Holy Ghost, it always engages that which it has come to set free. It engages his assignment. Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. They were on their way to pray. I, I don't believe that they were expecting to meet this man. I, I don't believe that they were expecting to raise a lame man up or for some miracle signs and wonders to happen. I, I truly believe that they, they were so focused on getting to the temple to pray that because their hearts and their minds were in tune with the Holy Ghost, they were able to recognize a need, a need. The Holy Ghost allows them to engage, and our engagement, it engages the real issues. It sees beyond just the physical need. We can see here in, 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 in verse number in, in verse number five, um, uh, verse number four says, but Peter along with John fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. The Holy Ghost was speaking to Peter and John at that moment to say, see beyond his issue. See beyond the real issue of him uh, begging. I, I want you to really look intently at the need of what this man really needs. They say to him, come on now, I, I, they begin to look at him. The, the Holy Ghost is so powerful that it uses you and I to engage real issues. Come on now, we can, we can really look at it and say he had an issue of not being able to, to do for himself. He had a real issue of, 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 of not being able to care for himself. So all he was able to do was sit at the gate and beg. You know, all, all he was just known for was begging. But the real issue here is that he didn't have the power. Oh, Rabbi, he, 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 he had not encountered someone that would really confront the real issue in his life. What, what is the real issue in his life? He didn't have the power of God to get up and walk. <laughs> Come on now. He, he, he wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. He, 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 he didn't know what it was to, 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 to be engaged in ministry 
ministry in such a way that he didn't have to beg anymore. Come on now, because if he was able to walk, he probably could get up and get a job. If he was able to walk, he probably could have been able to, to produce and live out his dreams in his life. But because he was lame and nobody ever really came to encounter him in such a way to challenge him, he sat at the gate and he begged all of his life. How many of you are sitting at a gate and you're just begging? You're sitting at a gate allowing your dream to die. You're sitting at a gate and you're allowing your career to pass you. You're, you're sitting at a gate because you're lame in vision. You're, you're, you're lame in dreaming. You're, you're, you're so lame that you're unable to walk. But the Holy Ghost uses Peter and John to engage. Come on now, they, they engage him in such a way that he began to give them his attention expecting to receive something from them. It, it, it didn't, it did, I really believe that when we look at verse number five, his attention was so focused on them that he forgot about asking for money. He, he began, to, began to think and he began to perceive in his mind there's something greater that I may receive today. The power of healing takes place in a relevant, created space and time that engages real issues. There was a real issue in this man's life. The power of healing takes place, number two, and how it empowers, it grants authority. So number one, we can see that the apostles are being used by the Holy Ghost to engage the real issue of this man's life. Not only do they engage, but then they step up another level and the Holy Ghost uses them to empower him. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, verse number six. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, now walk. Come on now, P Peter immediately avoids the pity party. Peter immediately avoids the conversation of how much money do you need? Why don't you have a job? Why don't you have this? Be because he's operating and he's sensitive to the real issue and the need of what this man really needs, he denies him silver and gold because silver and gold is not going to make him walk. Silver and gold is not going to take care of your real issue, the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, to be empowered to walk again, to be empowered to live again, to dream again, to, 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 to walk out all of the things that God has placed in your life. Uh, we can see the lame man at the gate is now being empowered through the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, to walk. And seizing him by the right hand, uh, he raised him up and immediately, come on now, his feet, and his ankles were strengthened. Come on now, uh, he's engaged, come on now, to do what? He's engaged to listen, he's engaged to focus. Now that they have his attention, they're able to minister to him. Come on now, the Holy Ghost wants to engage where you are right now. Come on now, uh, he, he wants to grant you a moment where he can get your attention so that he can speak to you and empower you. Come on now, with a leap. Come on now, he, come on, when you look at this in verse number seven, and seizing him by the right hand, come on now, he raised him up and immediately 
His feet and ankles were strengthened. The power of healing is taking place. Why? Number one, uh, you've got to engage the real issue. Come on now, you, you've got to engage the real issues of infirmity, of brokenness, of weakness, of sorrow, of depression, of oppression. Come on now, this man was lame from birth, but it wasn't just that he was lame. He had an issue because he was never, he's never been given the opportunity to live out a dream. He's never been given the opportunity to walk for himself, to take care of himself. Every day somebody had to carry him and drop him off. Come on now, how long are you going to allow somebody to keep on carrying you and dropping you off at a gate so that all you do is sit there and beg and beg and beg and beg and beg? No, no, no. The Holy Ghost wants to engage. He wants to empower. Come on now. Uh, uh, so there is the engaging. There is the empowering. Come on now. Jesus Christ replaces what has hindered him from walking. Come on now. Jesus now becomes the authority in his life. Come on now. Peter gives him Jesus. He doesn't give him money. He, he doesn't give him a prophetic word. He, he says that all I can give you is Jesus Christ. If, if, if you can take Jesus Christ, then hand me your hand. And as he grabs his hand, he, he seizes him and he begins to raise him up in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I command you to walk. In Jesus' name, I command you to no longer be lame. In Jesus' name, I, I, I empower you to no longer sit at this gate and beg. The power of healing takes place in a relevant, created space and time that engages real issues. It sees beyond just the physical need. There was a spiritual issue that needed to be revived. There, that there was a spiritual issue that needed to be taken care of in this lame man's life. Guess what it was? Faith to walk. Uh, faith to believe that you can be healed. Come on now. Faith to believe that God can raise you up from this gate and no longer do you have to sit here and beg when you can stand up and make your own living on your own. Uh, 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 that creative space and time, it empowers, it grants authority. And then I like this. Come on now. Uh, come on. I, I like this last one here. Come on now. It encompasses. It accomplishes the task at hand. It restores, revives, reconciles what has been broken or what has been displaced or disconnected in our lives. The Holy Ghost, it engages, it empowers, and then it encompasses. Come on now, when I looked at that word, it accomplishes. Come on now, the, the Holy Ghost never fails. Come on now, the power of the Holy Ghost. And, and when you begin to talk about in Jesus' name, oh Rabbi, demons tremble at the power and the name of Jesus. Come on now, uh, they run, they bow, and they run away. When we begin to empower and engage people with the power of Jesus, things take place in our life. That's when real healing starts. Come on now. When you begin to use the name of Jesus, come on now, not your intellect, not your wisdom, not your degrees. Peter said to him, silver and gold, I have none. All I can give you is Jesus Christ. If, if you're willing to just 
be empowered by the name of Jesus Christ. I can reach down and grab you and pull you up. And as I'm raising you up, come on now, he's going to strengthen your legs and strengthen your ankles. Come on now. The scripture says right here in verse number 8, come on now, in, in verse number 8, with a leap, he stood right up and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Come on now, verse number 10 says, And they were taking note of him as being the one, here it is in the text, who used to, come on now, who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement out of what happened to him. This is what the power of Pentecost should look like every time we come into the presence of God. Those who are used to seeing you sit at the gate and beg. Come on now. They should be able to see you one day and begin to be, uh, uh, they should be able to see you one day and begin to say that used to be Freddie. Come on now. That guy who was broke, that guy who was down and out, that guy who could never get a deal, that guy who could never get people to come to church. Come on now. But because he was empowered, he was engaged, and because the Holy Ghost accomplished what it set out to do, people were amazed at this move of God. Peter and John, they didn't do anything. All they did was they engaged the real issue. Come on now. They allowed the Holy Ghost. Come on now. They allowed the Holy Ghost to use them to engage the real issue. The real issue is that he didn't have Jesus. Come on now. Uh, he, he had never met Jesus. Come on now. He had never experienced the power of Jesus. When you and I can allow an unbeliever or someone who has never experienced the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost can accomplish what it has set out to do. It accomplished what did it do? It accomplished so much in this man's life that those who were used to seeing him being a beggar, come on now, those who were, who, who were accustomed to walking past him and laughing and talking about him and disowning him and not really helping him and just carrying him and dropping him off at the gate, those were the ones that said, this used to be the man that we saw sitting at the gate called beautiful, but now he's walking up and he's running and he's praising God. His hands are lifted. This is what the power of penalty should look like in your life. It should look like this in the ministry of the Rock Church. It should look like this every single day, giving people the opportunity to have Jesus. Come on now. The apostles simply say, I give you Jesus Christ. The Nazarene. Now walk. Come on now. I've given you Jesus I've given you the authority to get up in Jesus' name. I've given you the authority. Come on now. Don't sit at the gate and just die. Don't sit at the gate and just beg the rest of your life. Don't sit at this gate and be desperate and act as if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life. Let me give you Jesus so that you never have to sit here and beg again. Jesus wants you to live and have life more abundantly. Come on now. We can see it here. With the leap, he stood up. I, when, when I look at that leap, baby, I, I kind of think of the old coaching mothers. Come on now, you used to be sitting in church, and, and out of nowhere they would, oh my, you would see that move. Uh, they, 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 they felt the power of the Holy Ghost moving in the life. I believe that was the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, the leap called him to get up. Uh, come on now. He was, his legs and his ankles were already strengthened. 
But verse 8 says, with a leap, he stood right up. And he began to walk. And not only did he just walk, but he entered the temple with them. Come on now. This is so powerful. He didn't get his miracle and go to the club. He didn't get his miracle and leave the church. He didn't get his miracle and act as if God had never touched your life. He stayed with them. He walked with them. And he entered the place of prayer. He entered the temple praising God. He entered the temple oh, with confidence and strength. And when they saw him all they could say this is the man who used to sit at the gate you amaze me come on now come on now you 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 heard the video on you and you saw Marcus Cole in the word church singing that wonderful song you amaze me come on now God wants to amaze you and I the Holy Ghost wants to amaze you and I he wants to bring us into such a place where we're amazed come on now we're so amazed that we begin to believe like we never believed before the power of Pentecost come on I want you to lift your hands here. Peter and John meet a lame man at the gate. Not only do they just meet him, but they engage him. They engage the real issue. The real issue is that he was without a Christ. He was without a Savior. He was without a Lord. He, he, he was without the power and the moving of a Holy Ghost that could allow him to get up and walk. Not only do they engage the real issue, but then they empower him. Come on now, come on now. They empower him. Come on now. They, they empowered him to believe that he could walk. And how did they do that? They said just simply, Take Jesus Christ. Come on now. If you can accept Jesus Christ, come on now, uh, you'll begin to walk. I, I can give you Jesus. Get up and walk. And then the Holy Ghost encompasses the work and the ministry of the apostles by accomplishing miracle signs and wonders. The Bible says that the lame man was 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 birthed this way so he didn't go get surgery come on now the, come on now he the holy ghost did spiritual diagnosis on him and said uh come on now you just need to believe. That's all you need to. Uh, that's going to be your medicine. That's going to be your surgery. Come on now. You, you need to believe. You need to have faith. Come on now. That Jesus Christ can raise you from the lying places of your life. That Jesus Christ can make your heart whole again. That Jesus can cause you to believe when you have lost all hope and you've lost all faith. I'm talking to that, I'm talking to that person that says, I don't believe in God. Here it is. Uh, 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 you're probably lame because you probably need to hear this. You need Jesus in your life. Lift your hands and simply say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, save me today. Jesus, it's my desire to not be lame. I'm tired of sitting at the gate. I'm tired of being carried along by everybody else and not being able to walk into the temple with the confidence and praising God and praying like everybody else. I'm tired of being looked down upon. I'm tired of people having pity for me. The power of healing desires to engage, empower, 
and encompass your life so that the Holy Ghost can accomplish a miracle in your life today. I love you. I appreciate you. Come on, let's prepare our hearts just for a moment of ministry. As we go back to this video, I, I want you to just simply engage for a moment and allow me to pray for you. Allow our team to pray for you. Let's enjoy worship. I'll be back to talk to you in a few minutes. Wow, the power of healing, you amaze me. Power of healing takes place in those relevant created spaces and time that engages real issues. How many of you have a real issue where your heart has been closed, your heart is callous, you're numb? The Holy Ghost wants to engage that real issue. What is the real issue? It's a lack of Jesus. <laughs> you need to allow the Holy Ghost to engage the real issue. You don't trust. You don't believe. Your heart's been broken, whatever it is. But then it not only wants to engage, it wants to empower you through the name of Jesus Christ to live again. Whatever area in your life has become lame that has caused you to sit at a gate and you have no drive, you have no passion, if you will simply just take the hand of Jesus Christ, he'll lift you up, he'll raise you up, he'll strengthen your ankles, he'll strengthen your, 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 your legs so that you can walk again. But then the Holy Ghost wants to accomplish something in your life. He wants to put a leap. He wants to put a leap in your spirit that'll cause you to stand up and to praise God. It's the power of healing. You and I must recognize that the power of Pentecost, it's bigger than just one day that we all celebrate. The power of Pentecost is happening every day. It's our desire to create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. It's my desire that as we continue to create those relevant places, that broken and hurting people will have the opportunity to allow the Holy Ghost to engage, to empower, and to encompass by accomplishing the need that creates signs, wonders, and miracles in your life. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. God bless you. Take time to give today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Peace.